Welcome to Confetti Fair Meets the Makeup, our podcast series which explores the talent behind the party industry, what inspires, challenges, and motivates the maker. In each episode, we speak to some amazing talent who work on parties and events. On this episode of Meet the Maker, we are joined by Dean Salakis from The Party People. Founded in the mid-80s as a party shop in the suburb of San Susie in Sydney, The Party People was Australia's first online party store back in 1999. Since then, they have won several small business and online retailer awards and have also pitched on Channel 10's Shark Tech. Hi, Dean. Thanks for joining us today on Meet the Maker. Great to be here. Tell us a little bit about the party people, you know, how you started, you know, how many people do you employ, just a little bit of background about the party people. Yeah, sure. So my my mum started the business 30 years ago. She was actually into, she was a clown and she did kids parties. I mean, back then in the 80s, it was a lot different how parties happen to how they are today. But back then, you know, she used to go along and make the chocolate crackles and you know, then, then transform into a clown and, and entertain and then uh, then transform again back to herself and, and help them clean up and all that sort of stuff. So it was a bit, little bit of a different environment back in the 80s. Totally, I can imagine. And yeah, and then she, she decided to open up a small party shop with my grandfather. And the original idea was to make that a kid's party venue, which they did have there and it just didn't work out for them that well. They had a little bit of retail in the front, which was booming. So they converted the whole business into the retail. It was around about the same time McDonald's opened up their party room. So my mum was, was, has always been sort of very innovative and, and she was kind of a bit of ahead of her time there. But, you know, kids' party venues were only just starting to become a thing that people did. And, you know, she kind of opened up just before McDonald's decided it was a great idea as well, which made things pretty tough given we were located a block from McDonald's. Yeah, so, no, that's, <laughs> that would have been totally innovative back then, like, such a great idea. You know, I'm with you. It would have totally taken off. <laughs> yeah. Today it's pretty big. You know, obviously a lot of people have a lot of, there's a lot of kids party venues, yeah. different, different styles. You've got jumping castle ones. You've got, you know, obstacle course ones. You've got, you know, arts and craft ones. You've got people doing all sorts of innovative stuff around, you know, doing, you know, pamper parties and TP parties. And there's all sorts of stuff now. So back then there wasn't as many options, but Look, it didn't work out for them, but the retail boomed and they converted into a party shop, which is, I guess, the format that ended up growing for them. And they did pretty well out of it. And as a kid, you know, I've been involved in the business since I was four years old or three years old when they started. And just, you know, it's been a family business. So I was kind of always been along the journey, which has been fun. And, you know, and I grew up with it. So, you know, I, my mum again decided to, in 1999 or 98, decided she wanted to launch an online party store. My grandfather thought she was crazy and thought it was a stupid idea. But she, you know, she had this vision that people could shop for party supplies anywhere in Australia. And and that that actual project she gave to me and said, look, I want to do this. You figure it out. You know, we'll get some uni students in that are doing IT and see if we can build something that people can use. And so we went off and built a website and we launched it in 1999, uh, being Australia's first party store online. And, you know, I mean, it started off pretty slow. We we're getting one order a day and that was fun and exciting at the time. But, you know, that grew and, yeah, today we employ about 40 people and obviously we've got a large party store and, you know, things have grown from there and, and it's been a real exciting journey the whole way. Yeah, totally exciting. I can imagine. So what, way back in 2000, you would have started your website or? Well, we launched online in 99. So it actually 99, started. wow. The online e-commerce landscape would have been way different then. It was way different. And, you know, yeah. we, were, we were fortunate. I mean, we were obviously earlier when it comes to party, but we were also early in just general in terms of yeah. retail. Google launched in Australia, their advertising 
in 2003, we actually became their first advertiser in Australia. Oh, really? Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We went on to do a bunch of things like that. Like we were Bing, you know, when Bing came and Microsoft yeah, yeah. came and we became their first customer. And, you know, we were fortunate enough to pioneer a bunch of things, particularly in probably the party space. You know, we were one of the first to move to flat rate shipping Australia ride and that was interesting back then and it was it was just really funny time actually back then we did a, i just recall doing flat rate you know 995 australia wide and we had party stores calling us and telling us what we were doing was illegal and we shouldn't be doing it and no um, way it was really wow. interesting time uh, but you know that's what happens when you when you do something new it, it, it sort of upsets that's why it's called disruption right it's called yeah, disruption because right. you're disrupting people's peace their flow I mean, you know yeah, I mean, we were already early there, but people were obviously trying to figure out what we were doing and how we were doing it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's no, what we were doing now is, is what we were doing then, you know, now is pretty fundamental, people launching a website and doing flat rate shipping. But, you know, we went on again to be pioneers in launching Express Rate, which today seems like just a, a fundamental. But back then, again, there just was no technology out there to do these things. So we had to actually build the technology to do flat rate shipping. We had to build the technology to do Express and, you know, yeah. to be able to look at weight. So what would you say is one of your greatest achievements to date with the party people? Yeah, look, it's a hard question to answer, actually. I would it say, is- you know, one of, the, one of the things we always talk about is, you know, the fact that we're still here. <laughs> I think a lot of time, you know, we celebrate startups and we celebrate this, which is all great because, you know, certainly the, it's a big leap in business, you know, in, in certain areas. But, you know, for us, we're just, to be honest, happy to still be here after the rough three years we've had. And I think, you know, quite often we don't celebrate the keep going businesses, you know, and I think there's a lot of businesses in this industry that have been around for a long time. And I think that says a lot about those businesses, you know, I know like for our business, you know, we've, we've never been the cheapest out there, but certainly we're still around and, you know, we don't compete on price and things like that. And I think some of those strategies that we've employed, obviously they work and, and we keep just doing what we're doing in some areas and, and we try to pioneer in others. So I think that's one thing. Look, I, I think probably, you know, we've won a lot of awards, like you mentioned in the intro, we've won, you know, retailer of the year and things like that. Some of those things were certainly a big buzz at the time. More recently, we, my store manager was named store manager of the year by the National Retail Association. And, you know, that, to be honest, that was probably the biggest buzz we've had. It's so exciting that, you know, as owners of a business that, you know, we've had, you know, had someone we've been able to bring on board into the family and, you know, work with them as they grow. And then, you know, for them to go on and win, being named by the National Retail Association as best store manager in the country. That was probably a huge, that was probably the biggest buzz we've had in terms of winning an award and the level of excitement and the buzz in the team and just, we were just so pumped about winning that award. You know, when we won the other awards, it was like, yeah, you know what? So what someone says, we're pretty good. That's cool. But, you know, for our store manager to win it, that was really exciting. So that was probably the biggest thing I think we've had happen in the business for, for recent times. No, but it's great. I think it's, you nailed it when you said, you know, we don't celebrate the fact that we're still here. Do you know what I mean? Like we made it, like we've gone through two years of a pandemic. You know, we've been around, we're Australia's, oldest party store do you know what I mean so and that is something to celebrate and an achievement you know longevity is not appreciated enough today do you know what I'm saying so yeah that is a great achievement so what would you say were some of the biggest challenges you faced look I think the last three years has been the biggest challenge we've ever faced I mean you know we we went through a period like many businesses in this industry where parties were illegal not even just shunned upon I mean more recently I guess parties are Sounds so funny when you say it like that, but it's true. 
That's true. You couldn't gather. I mean, so, you know, you couldn't have more than five people in a house or whatever. I mean, you couldn't have anyone in your house at one point. So it was just completely off the cards to have a party. And I mean, we pushed through that time and but that was, you know, certainly very challenging for me as a business owner. And I'm sure most business owners can relate. You know, on a daily basis, we were watching the 11 o'clock press conference, rechanging our strategy for the next three, six, nine, 12, 18 months, wondering if we're still going to survive and trying to navigate it. And every day that changed. The next day the conference would come out and we'd change it all over again and figure out all our strategies all over again. So it was very stressful. And I think, you know, I just, I've never been through a tougher time in having to make decisions with pretty much no information. I mean, the government was giving us stuff here and there and that's why we're hanging on every day to see what they were going to announce. But we still have to preempt that. We still have to guess what they're going to announce this week, next week, next month. What's the pandemic going to do over the next two years, three years? Like, we were trying to figure those things out and it was, you know, we were guessing and we had to make educated guesses and we had to have contingency plans and we had to make sure the business survived and, you know, plenty of conversations with staff that were very difficult and how we were going to tackle that situation. But, you know, like we got through it and I think we actually came through it and we learned a lot in the process, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's wrong to say that it was almost like heartbreaking daily. Do you know what I mean? Like so many people... You know, and, and then planning something and things being cancelled and, you know, like for so many businesses and then worrying about your staff. Yeah, definitely I can imagine what a difficult time it would have been for the business. Yeah, look, I think one of the things we learned most about the pandemic was to, was to talk to our customers more and use that feedback. What we had happen was, you know, during that first lockdown that, that most businesses got shocked with and we were one of them, you know, we got shocked with that lockdown and our sales, you know, everyone started asking for refunds and so cash flow was negative and you know our sales were basically down 92 percent at one point at that first you know that march of the, the pandemic when it started two years ago and you know we, we went into crisis mode we had a quick meeting and me and my brother we sat down because the business was run by me and my brother and you know we said what are we going to do about this situation we've got no sales and you know we said well hang on a second we've got eight percent what are those people buying if they're not allowed to have parties? What the hell are these people actually buying? And, you know, we went and spoke to the, every customer that came in. You know, we asked them, what are you buying? What are you doing it for? And we quickly found out that people weren't actually buying stuff for parties at that point. They were buying things to do in lockdown, you know, arts and crafts, activities for the kids, you know, stuff like that. So we overnight, we pivoted into just focusing on that. Our website homepage changed and we had a banner up there which said, you know, things to coronavirus survival, we called it. And, you know, inside that category was things for people to do at home, arts and crafts, games, board games, things like that, that people could do at home. And we saw a dramatic increase in sales overnight once we did that. And I mean, that took us a few days. I think we had that up from lockdown to having that up was, you know, sort of two, three days max. And that certainly helped us through that time to be able to pivot so quickly and, and take advantage of what really was a difficult time, but to actually turn it around into a positive. What inspires you in your business and, you know, with the party people? Look, I'd say definitely our customers inspire me. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't serve on the shop floor all that often, but I'm certainly talking to people in the public and people are always saying, you know, it's, it's quite, it gives me quite a buzz when someone says, oh, yeah, I know you guys, I've used you guys before and I did it for my baby shower or my first birthday party or whatever it was. And, you know, that gives me a bit of a buzz and inspires me. I think, you know, looking at what people do with our products on Instagram and and social these days is just amazing. I mean, people think of things that we never thought of and we'll buy products for a particular purpose, but people use it for a completely different purpose. That's great and amazing. We think, well, that's a great idea. We should use that. So I'm constantly being inspired by customers on what they're doing and and how they're having parties. It just keeps evolving and changing. And, you know, a day doesn't go by where you're surprised by something. You just keep getting surprised every day.
What does the future kind of look like for party people? Yeah, look, it's a good question and it's, it's a hard one to answer, you know, what's the future? I guess, look, the party people, we've got a store, we are looking at opening up another store at least, if not two in the future. I'm not sure exactly when yet. We're kind of waiting for this, I guess, this unstable trading to sort of, you know, for us to have a level of confidence that the unstable trading is behind us. But, you know, that's probably one thing that we're looking at. I mean, also just growth online for us is going quite well at the moment. We're going to continue to grow there. And, you know, we've been trying a bunch of things technology-wise, you know, around marketplaces and, you know, self-checkout in store and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff happening in retail, which is really exciting. And to be honest, I'm not sure which of those are going to be, you know, the new normal, but, you know, I'm sure there's some of those things sort of become mainstream and we're sort of looking at all these technologies at the moment, seeing what what we'll adopt and what we won't. One more question for you, Dean. So people that are starting a business or thinking about starting a business, in the party world, what kind of advice would you have to offer them as you know a veteran of the party industry? Yeah, look, I think it's I get asked this question a lot by startups, and I do give everyone the similar answer, which is you know, you shouldn't really go into business if you can avoid it. It's hard work, it's less pay. 95% of people won't make it. I think it's won't make it through one year or something like that, or two years, but you know, I think look, going into business is difficult and it's hard. And what gets you through is, is enjoying what you're doing. And I think like we've, you know, people probably look at us and say, well, it's easy for you to say you guys are doing all right. Well, look, we've come from being a small two people party store to where we are, but we certainly have had our bumps along the road and it gets tough and there's new challenges as you grow. So what I would say is that you've got to really want to do it. You've got to love it. And if you're doing it for money reasons, then it'll just never work out for you because it is tough. Only, you know, 1% of people in, in any sort of business will really make it, but you can't do it for those reasons. You've got to do it just because you want to do it for lifestyle and you want to enjoy and you love parties and you've got to do it for that reason. Otherwise it's not worth it. Sounds like pretty sound advice to me. Thanks again for your time today, Dean. No, no, thanks for having me on. So for party supplies from tableware to costumes, Head over to thepartypeople.com.au and also keep an eye out for Dean as one of our judges in the 2022 Party Stylist of the Year Awards.